Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. For uh the ship listeners and the Patreon this episode goes up like a week early on the Patreon. Um this is Mara Wiles. Uh, did I pronounce it right? It's Mara, right? It's Mara. Yeah. Mara. I think, okay, I think Mara. your accent just makes it sound right to me. You know, it works for me. Mara, uh, there, was, there was you and then there's uh, another. Oh, my God. Mara. Yeah. She pronounced it Mara. So that Mara. Really confused me as a yeah, her, well, woman. Well, <laughs> I mean, and we both came into your life, I think, right around the same time. Her name. She's a comics. I don't think she'll mind me saying her name. Mara Merrick my name's just Mara but Katie met both of us and let's be fair her name has my name in it and it's very confusing so in her last no. name yeah yeah okay. and, my, and my name's Mara everybody has their own way of saying it the first few times but eventually they don't forget it they don't they get it good um, yeah yeah, yeah I've always said it right okay good I actually second guessed myself there and it was funny because when I was looking for your name uh Mara Merrick came up and I went oh fuck as I was like, this is gonna be fuck me up. This is really gonna mess me up. No, okay. you got it, you nailed it. Um, and you have the Irish flag in the back, that's yours. And I know, yeah, <laughs> did you put it I, up just like, on this podcast? No, no, like, like that's so fucking funny because I was like getting ready. Uh, this is our we have a guest room, second room, but this is like Kevin's, um, my fiance, comic Kevin O'Brien. This is like this is like the this is like his we call it the cool room because this is kind of like the amount like there's our records and his vhs's and books like a lot of his art and he this is like from his college dorm but when we were setting up i was like katie's gonna think that i was like "Eh, a little touch of ireland (laughs) a little a little pizzazz for my international friend no but i realized that but no we're irish we're not irish like you're irish but I love how you say it. We're Irish, which sounds like, you know, like I'm Irishish. Like I'm like, we're, we're, we're ish. Yeah. We're Irish. <laughs> I love that. When you're, um, how far back is your Irish heritage? So let's see. Um, my grandmother came over as a baby with her family. So her, so my great grandparents came from, from, Cork. They came over from Ireland and they lived in Philadelphia for a long time and they worked in like the hospitality industry. So, you know, doing the laundry, then like working up to like the main hotel guy. And like, so then they moved down the, the that part. And then my dad's, my mom's side's kind of similar. I think they're a little further back, like, but my, my, my grandma's side, one of them's pretty recent. So I think that's like, and then my grandpa, I think he was like sixth generation, you know, it gets longer and longer, but my grandma Marie, her parents, she was like a twin baby. They came over on a boat, you know, they did the whole thing. Um, but yeah, that's about it. I mean, and Kevin, I, I don't know how far his, go- he's like Midwestern people. So it's like, they came out, they got in the, the farming, there's Irish, like, they worked on the railroad. So it's like a different kind of Irish, like mine yeah. stayed on the, like no one in my family ventured t- to the West. <laughs> like when they came, they're like Philadelphia, DC, this seems like a reasonable place to stop. And they like took a break. So don't have that adventurous side, I guess, in my lineage, but, uh, well, yeah. look, you're, it's more adventurous than my, you know, great grandparents. Yeah, they they never stayed on the farm. <laughs> they fucking stayed. <laughs> I have um my great grandfather, uh, and I don't think I've told this story on the podcast. And before anybody quotes it to any of my fam- family members, I don't know if it's true. So I know that my great grandfather moved over to America with his 
uh, three brothers. So there was four of them all gone. That would have been all the boils over there. And then he came back. Um, and so that the story I heard here was just he came back. But when I came over here, I met up with distant American relatives and they said sure. the story here is that some drunk person jumped in front of his car while he was like a taxi man. And because they did, they disliked the Irish so much, they were all like, you're not even going to get a fair trial. Just go home. So oh, yeah, that's the story that's here, whether or not that's true or whether they were winding me up or whether that's gotten lost over like the three generations, who knows? But uh, I do know that his family wanted him to be a priest and he went over to America and then he came back and he did marry someone and he had like a really like bad fortune, like not like a an, an unfortunate series of events, like bad luck. He didn't have to look at the Irish because his <laughs> he had the opposite. <laughs> yeah, he had to come back to Ireland, but then he met his partner, which is great because then that starts you know that's why I exist but that's why you're here thank goodness th- yeah exactly so um um so thank you that guy who was drunk and rocked out in front of the taxi don't know what happened to you <laughs> and my grandfather had to flee back home before he was tossed into jail and oh thanks yeah. we're here now I know they really did hate the Irish uh, a lot I, I just did the tenement museum tour and it's like the main message was like <laughs> hate hate hate's just rampant you know if we don't like you we don't like the Irish we don't like the Jews Italians everyone just like was in that one neighborhood hating each other (laughs) yeah yeah I feel like um America Israel uh yeah I don't know a lot of separate people are like a lot of separated what's the word separated and then um oh yeah yeah there's always that kind of like there's a people against each other no matter what when you look back at the at the history and even today Oh, yeah. And, you know, what today is hopefully better than ever, but also like more splintered than ever. And a lot of very yeah. I'm not smart enough or political enough to get into it. So I'm like, how do I get myself out of this one? I, ha- I don't yeah, understand I it at all. All I do, all I say is I think it's the rich people's fault because I'm not rich. So yeah, it, you can always blame it on them. You can always blame it on them. It always works that way. Yeah, I've got I, tr- I don't know, like a ton of like crazy family stories. Like we had like a Celtic cross that was rumored that one of my great great uncles was like wrongly in prison probably for something like hey you know it, it could have been an I have no idea but they said he was in prison wrongly in prison and he carved this like Celtic cross and we're like oh that's cool and then one story so on my grandfather's side this is a history podcast for everyone yeah. get to the good stuff soon. but on my grandfather's side the the long story was uh they'd moved over you know like during the civil war, but they're like, you know, really poor. They lived in the DC area. They worked as like cable or cable, stable cable people, stable (laughs) hands, different, totally different jobs, stable hands. And, um, he was working at Ford's theater in their carriage department. I don't know what those are called, but, uh, the night that Abraham Lincoln was shot. So he actually looked a lot like John Wilkes Booth, like very similar. And John Wilkes Booth, you know, killed Lincoln, escaped, broke his leg. Or maybe leg. it was your granddad. It could have been him. I don't know. So then they were looking for him. There's like the manhunt and hit, and he was in the perimeter and he's like, he kind of looks like this guy. So brought him in and my great, whoever, great, great, whatever. She had to bring in all of his like papers, you know, because back then it's just here are my papers. Yeah. So could have, or was a, it was him. And it's like one of history's greatest secrets, you know? <laughs> yeah, I think it was him. Yeah. <laughs> it was him and my great grandfather. He 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 was trying to get the getaway. Exactly. That was it. That was well, it. Actually, we figured it out. That's like let's I not think, think about timeline. Yeah. Like, not, no, let's not get into details. We figured it out. Well, my gra- my great grandfather, when he went back, his he had seven kids, like one after another, and then his wife died. And then there was like something like someone ran off with all his money um like he got robbed yeah they ran off to america so he had like a real string of bad luck but did he get cursed by like a witch or something (laughs) he got cursed by an american witch so so all three of his brothers came here and he went back so you've all your family here to like just just was like yeah distant family there's one in canada um I'm one who he's married to a lady in Greenwich um and he's like a distant cousin and then he has like uh two sisters and they live like close by as well so uh yeah so like distant but one went to Canada in the end one stayed in New York and then one uh went to 
England. And actually, like one of the lineage of the people who stayed in New York, one of the guys who's related to me, he made the first ever shipyard home here in Brooklyn. He owns that shipyard home. So I've like gone into it and stuff. Him and his wife. Now his wife has passed away and he has like a new partner. But this is a long time ago. But they were the first ever to make a shipyard house and live in it. And it looks amazing. It's like and, and it's make so it a home. That's yeah. so cool. It's in like, um, I think Mania or Manic or something with that Emma girl. I for, oh, I'm so bad at names, but they Emma, asked Emma Stone. Uh, yeah, they rented yeah. it out and paid him like a ton of money to rent it out for like the month because it's so yeah. like futuristic. Oh, now I'm going to have to Google this house. Yeah, you can like message him and go in and look at it and stuff because they Airbnb it, uh, one of the rooms downstairs. It's really good. If it's close to you and Kevin, it actually is. Uh, you could just message him and be like, can I go in? Because he's hey. like, cool with stuff. Like that. Yeah, <laughs> they have like their cool. own garden and stuff. They're very like uh, fun, hippy dippy. But uh, yeah, so, um, you know, when you were saying about the papers, it was making me kind of like laugh in my head because like that was what I don't know when Abraham Lincoln was shot with 200, 300 years ago. When was it like 18? Was the Civil War like 1865? Long, long time ago. Long time. <laughs> I, was a, I was a history <laughs> minor. I'll guess. But like, yeah, 200 to you know yes yeah long um, <laughs> but so i it's funny because they haven't like changed much with immigrant like when i okay you get like a visa card but uh when my card when i was waiting for my next card they gave me papers for two years so it's crazy to think that i, I always think yes visa papers that like if the house burned or even if my card burned and they give you one card and as an immigrant they say you have to carry it around you at all time if a police officer stops you and you don't have your card and i'm like i'm not carrying my card that gets me in and out of the country oh it's insane but it's I just think about that all the that time it hasn't, it hasn't improved think, much no never i think about that with our social security cards uh, our vaccine card was just like here's a piece of paper and i'm a disaster so mine is already like i don't take it well and i didn't get the app because i got it my vaccine in the midwest and like it's just i don't know why has it uh, all the technology in the world and we're still giving everyone these valuable documents like on the flimsiest pieces of paper just laminate them why can't we the government just needs to get a laminator is really the end of that story but even like so in ireland we don't have social security numbers or anything like that so there's not like as much as they of identity like first like a first name basis like hi katie i have no honestly i have no idea because i left when i was 24 but i never had social security number and like how do you get credit cards and stuff well, you, you don't have you don't have to get anything based off your credit. What? Yeah. In, in other in Ireland? <laughs> in Ireland, definitely. Like I know that you don't have to bill credit or anything. There's no like credit history. I'm sure if you've credit debt, they won't give you a mortgage. But I think you can just show like your savings in your bank account, and then they're like, "Cool." Maybe it's just easier because it's so small. Um, you're kind of like they'll just find you. I just yeah. feel like they're like, "I'm gonna get her. I'm gonna get the money yeah. she owes me right they'll now." They'll just call your dad. <laughs> <laughs> what's your dad's name again like isn't he a cop too they'll find you okay yeah you. he's a he's a policeman but um yeah so I was so dumb like oh my god this is so, I didn't know about social security numbers so when I first came over here when I was applying for jobs I wanted to, them to know that I had paperwork so I put my social security number on all of my resumes but I didn't know that that people could steal your identity but I went back around and picked them back up so I think I got them all and that was seven years ago so I should be fine but I think about that a lot. I, I'm at the point now where like, if they're going to steal it, the, it's our, all the information I've given that information so freely and so stupidly through the years, like, but it's you yours. It. for me, you're going to have... give it for everything. It's like, why yeah. is it a secret if I have to give it to everybody? Like to get a phone, even if I'm on prepaid yes. and I still needed to give it. And then that, that got leaked in data breach. So it's like, they have ever like you do a prepaid phone what are you a drug dealer katie i know i'm very <laughs> strange i don't trust anything i might switch over to bill pay just because i want the new iphone but uh, i need to be the same price i don't know why i'm like this i keep like a lot of my money uh leland made me he like walked me to the bank recently with a thousand dollars because he was like you can't have this just in the house but i'm just like we need cash what if the bags fall apart (laughs) you're gonna be a bunker lady soon katie i don't i don't know was your like dad like that or your parents like that at all 
I know yeah, your I mom was I, like I don't know yeah I think so I remember like I don't know <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm just like I like having cash just in case I think that's like an immigrant mentality and America is yeah. so different and I don't trust a lot of the things in America like I don't like the way you have to sign up to things and there's a lot yeah. even, even taking medications the ads for the medication are five minutes about the bad effects that might happen to you then the one minute of how this medication is going to cure your allergies it's like what yeah. I'm like nervous to take allergy I take allergy medication now but I'm like I was like nervous before in case I'd get that like wonky eye or hepatitis <laughs> I don't know what hepatitis is yeah but, but I don't want any of them yeah I get that I mean that you got to live on the edge and take the allergy meds every once in a while live dangerously but <laughs> I do now because but- it started to burn my eyes after a few years <laughs> I don't think it's a bad idea to keep like uh some like thousand dollars. That's like that feels like a good rainy day fund. Mm-hmm. Like if it was like thirty thousand dollars, I'd be like, Katie, take this money out from underneath <laughs> your mattress. It's time to like put some interest on this shit. Yeah, get well, some value going. I'm bad with. I mean, I'm not great with money. I uh, I shouldn't give you any advice. <laughs> Listen to people that know what they're talking about. Well, and any listeners, don't come rob me. Lila maybe put it in the bank. So it's gone she out. doesn't have it in her apartment anymore. It's not under my pillow right now. No, it really isn't. He was like quoting Mark Norman. And I was like, and that's the other thing with dating. Like a male comedian is so funny. He quotes like these comedians that I never, ever watch their comedy. <laughs> and he's like, what did you hear about the Mark Norman story with the socks? And I'm like, I don't really watch American comedians. Never mind lad American I don't comedians. Really- yeah, I I am trying to figure I know there's good ones out there. Um I you know when you've been doing comedy I love everybody's comedy and I love watching Me live too. comedy. I, I like you know Mark Norman's a great comic. There's so many great comics but there's oh, so they're great, much but I don't watch the I don't watch they're like I, I don't listen to their that they're great but I don't want to watch comedy after doing it. Is that bad? I don't no, know. No, I think there's like a I mean I think there's certain people that you're you're fans of and you're going to want to watch and hear all the time but like there's so much content out there. There's so many, you're already out doing comedy more nights than not. And you're thinking about comedy all the time. It's like, I need a break from it too. Like that's why, that's why I'm like always like, I hate to say, I listen to a lot of murder podcasts, but like, I I can't, you can't, you do listen to murder podcasts, Katie. No, but I say this all the time that like uh, when people ask if I watch comedy, I'll always say not. I don't listen to murder podcasts. Leland does a lot, but I I, I like watching murder shows. And I think you watch. Like, I remember that when we lived together, you would be watching like British procedural dramas. You'd be coming home from like a late shift at the bar and you'd be watching like broad church and <laughs> drinking tea. But I mean, yeah, it's I'm like a murder you. story. Well, again, you're with a comic. I'm with a com. We talk about comedy all the time. Mm-hmm. Like it's your whole entire life. It's it's. I I don't listen to comedy podcasts really. Like I listen to a few that are super funny. Um, that because my sister who loves comedy podcasts tells me that they're really good, and I'm like, oh okay, and then I start yeah. listening. Yeah. Because- yeah I think it would the only comedy podcast I listen to is one at home called the two Johnnies and um that's the only one I listen to it on I only work one day at the bar now and I listen to that Friday mornings and it's so it's so funny because I have like Leland got me ear pods because I was complaining about how like when I'm working that the the string like gets caught and stuff so yeah. I mean earpods for my birthday so it's like my one like hour where I'm setting up and it's the only time I listen to a podcast and guaranteed every time I do that like one of the lads from work who works at the brewery, not even there. And I don't know how I don't have to serve someone will like start talking to me. And I'm like, just talk to me in one hour. <laughs> cleaning. I don't know. The pods are in. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to these two men. Um, but yeah, no, I think I'm, and I look like, I think murder is fascinating. Like I don't want to get murdered, but I think like women and linking this back to it being International Women's Day yesterday are like <laughs> actively constantly worried you're going to get murdered. Um, and it's like a real threat. It's like it's not like, you know, when people are like, oh, don't worry about it. It's like, no, that's how a lot of women die. Um, and I think when I was small, my dad would talk about like these like women who were disappeared uh, in Ireland. And he'd worked on a lot of like murder cases and stuff. So I would have heard a lot about that. So oh there was God, always. Yes. And then my mother is like extremely paranoid and she'd be like pulling down the blinds and she'd be like, there's an axe murderer outside. Yeah. So I've just grown up with this constant like fear. So I, there's part of me that likes listening to like or watching murder documentaries because it's like 
like my like you know when the plane goes down and they say the people who survive are the ones who listen to the instructions i'm listening to the i'm i'm you know the murder <laughs> I'm gonna survive. yeah i'm gonna know i'm gonna go into survival mode i'm gonna be like oh remember that documentary where she stabbed him in the eye with a pen yeah that's what i'll do i'll get it that's hilarious now no that makes a lot of sense and i think the way we like me, I, I like I'm too trusting and I'm really um... you're so lovely and sweet. People say I'm sweet, <laughs> but you're so lovely and sweet. Thank you. And so I think the same of you. It works out really great in comedy. You know, I mean, I was thinking about this the other day. I'm like, I'm so bad at being um I'm I'm bad at glad handing. I'm I'm not really I'm pretty dis I'm bad at being disingenuous. And I'm not saying uh I probably even said that word wrong, but like some people are really good at working the, the ladder and being like, Hey, Hey, Hey. And then next thing you know, they're like headlining places. And, and I, I'm just too genuine. I can't do it. I'm nice to everybody, but I never know how to like be that. Like, I don't, I don't play the chess of, yes. of showbiz very well. But that's, um, be- that's better. I, I, if I'm honest, I'm playing the long game, I'm thinking by 50, <laughs> someone I know and love will be famous enough to just give me like a great job. Yeah, <laughs> but no, like, but I, I do think you know, so that makes sense. Some people and some people it's great and they're so good at it. And there's no, there, there's a make, there's a million ways to be a stand up comic and a performer, but yeah, I've never been great at that aspect. And, um, I'm just too trusting of people. And then when I get let down by somebody like in the mm. industry or a friend that we know, or like you hear a horrible, you know, a sexual assault charge about a comic oh. that you've, you know, like something like that. That's like, oh man, I was, I was rooting. I was rooting for you. Yeah. Um, oh my God. but no. yeah, I like, I, I, yeah, I murder murder's real. I try not to think about it. I mean, I do listen to it. I don't feel like it could happen to me, but I don't surround myself with like, like some of them is just like always your husband or your partner that like I was just watching one murder doc the other day that this guy we like hired his best friend to kill his wife and I was like first of all Kevin never tried to kill me secondly his best friend Corey I think likes me just as much as he likes Kevin you know so like you gotta maintain good friendships with all your guys this is a note to women everywhere maintain good stable friendships with all your partner's friends so if he does try to hire one of them for murder they're not into it they like you too much yeah, and data guy who's just known dirty work. What yeah, yeah. you are gonna murder me. Do it your fucking self. Sprinkle me, you idiot. <laughs> I do think though, Leland's best friend, if he paid him and wanted him to murder me, if he was like, oh, Katie's a cunt and like blah blah blah, I'm being abused or whatever, he probably would murder me. I could see him doing that. He's like, okay, yeah, oh, is he, he's him. a ride or die friend. Uh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, uh, he made some like joke the other night, but it didn't really feel funny because I was like, oh, you know, they do, a, uh, well, they do something together. And I was like, you guys should meet up more because Leland has these great ideas. And I know he was like kind of Leland's re- not great at he's so introvert and not great at asking people to do things. And he he's wanted to do more on this thing. And I was like, you guys should hang out more and and do this. And then he was like, well, it's hard to because he's with you all the time. And then he was like, ha, 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 ha. And me and Lila were like, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> it just felt like I was like, so afterwards I was like, you know, um, I, I was like, uh, he might have meant that as a joke, but like, I hope you're like, I'm not, you know, you guys are getting your, your time too. And he was like, yeah, but like I am in a relationship and, you know, he's just going to have to accept as well that I just don't have the time that well, he was like, Katie. Prior- yeah. yeah. Priority like, shift, man. He was like, before I had the time to play video games every <coughs> single night. And he was like, that's just not realistic. So he was like, I'm sure he was just joking. But even if he feels it, it's like, I'm doing the best that I can. And I this is the way I want it. And I was like, okay, good. But it was well, so I, funny. Yes. It felt like a little awkward. And I'm sure he might have been. But I'm so like, I never want like to come in between friends or something. So oh, I was totally. like, oh, God. <laughs> you want to be a good, yeah, you want to be a good partner. That's like, no, you should have your friend time. But probably good that he's like getting laid on a regular basis and not I mean and he's not video. the poor guy <laughs> <laughs> we've both oh, been so God. we've both been so tired recently uh, and we're, I t- yes we're it's like, the worst <laughs> he was like upset the other night because he was like uh he's been trying to so his friend who said that and he's like this guy is such a sweet lovely guy and he's a little younger but uh, he was like, he's been actively trying to like see him a little more. Um, and like then and then he picked up shifts at work and then his friend was visiting. And then it just the way it worked, time with us just kind of 
didn't work out this week and he's staying with me the whole week but you know that's just the way it kind of worked out because most of the time he has to like fit around my schedule and I was like it's fine it's totally fine for this week but like oh we always have to have one date night so I was like don't worry we'll like do it on Sunday or something but then he was like I'm just doing too much and I was like it's fine but that just meant that sex got the boot this week the poor yeah. sex because if That's you're tired the- and you're doing everything it's hard but we'll make up for it we're going away next week to do shows so we'll make up for it that will be <laughs> no and that's how i feel too it's like it's good to be in a relationship that is you know it's good you can say like i'm i'm spent and for me like if i'm so tired or like i like like you were saying you guys have been so tired i, I like two weeks ago i was just like all I want to do is sleep. I don't want to do it. I don't want to see anybody. I don't want to do anything. Like a sec, I would be like taking, I work, I work remotely and um, I'd be like time for a nap. I mean, I just could not get enough sleep. I was going to bed early. I've, it's just like a long winter and um, I, it just was one of the, and it's nice to be like, I'm too tired. And if I can't give you that energy, I can't get into it. I can't, you know, like when you're sleepy, it like when you're into it, it's the best thing ever. But when it's just not the time, it's, it's a power, it's a great release. I mean, to know that you can just be together and when you are, when you have time and your cup is filled and ready to, to be sexual again, yeah. you know, you Kevin's and I'm really bad at being sexy. Like, like clearly I'm always like, I can't say, I can't talk about it in a mature way. I've been in an adult relationship for 10 years and I'm still like kind of blushing when it comes to like uh, sex talk and very Irish. Yeah. Yes. Or, or whatever. Yeah. Irish uh, Midwest or not Midwestern, just like my mom and her neuro- neuroses and everybody around me. Like so funny because, you know, Katie, there's a lot of people in our world that post some thirsty looking, looking photos and God bless them. I just am not raised that way. Like my dad's peeps on my Instagram. I, if I had something with my tits out being like, come on, come on out to this comedy show. I could not, my aunt would message me, DM me. My aunt already messaged me. This is kind of a funny story. Um, my, so I posted, we've all been watching the Kim and Kanye saga unfold in our own way. We have So like during the Julia Fox month, you know, uh, I posted a picture when he was like, got her all this clothes and he was sizing her for a coat. So it was like before her on his knees and she was standing with her arms out and I posted it on my Instagram because the quote on the photo was like, I date billionaires. You know, I've been dating billionaires for years. And I just like jokingly put like, same. My aunt thought that was a photo of me and that the man was going down on me or, or pretend, no, Katie, for real, pretend. And then, and this person, mind you, I've been with my partner who is not a, a Kanye looking man. Um, no, he's the opposite, opposite of, Kanye. of Kanye looks like. <laughs> and I get a message from her, you know, haha, I thought funny joke. I posted on my, my story. I'm so clever. I'm so current. I'm so cutting edge. And my aunt, uh, messaged me on um, Facebook and on Instagram. Facebook, it was disgusting. Uh, she just, that's all she wrote, disgusting. And then on Instagram, she said, Mara, I or no, she texted me. I don't find that photo you posted of yourself very attractive. And I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, that photo of you and the man. And I was like, that is, <laughs> that is, Thank you for thinking that's me, but that is not me. That, that is, is current. Kim Kardashian. No, it was Julia Fox. Either oh, way, Julia uh, Fox. I don't uh, even know the photo. Oh, it's just a picture of her. And it's like, I mean, also, either way, thank you for that leap of confidence on that one. But also she, I was like, first of all, not me. And also I wouldn't post, what do you think's going on here? Like her, she had jumped to some, and our interaction, I just had to keep being like, it's not me. And she was like, I know I'm 64 and I'm a little out of touch. I was like, oh gosh, it, I love you. I mean, thank you for thinking I look like Julia Fox. You're <laughs> literally the only person. Yeah. You're getting complimented, but also it's yeah. like, so even Okay, and it's not you, and it's so ridiculous, and it's great that you got to clear that up. I, did, I told her, I go, what if I can post whatever I want? Exactly. Too. exactly. I can do, I'm 30, 36 years old. Yes. I can do whatever I want to, and I don't need you 
DMing me. <laughs> You're like it affects her not at all. Like that's not at that all. I'm really lucky with my family. I'm sure they have still. And I love wired. her. She's lovely, but it's like Aunt Nancy, get a grip. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm sure my I'm sure my family have some wild things about things I've posted and uh, you know like jokes and stuff and like for the most part they keep it to themselves or you know they're not like yeah they're not like because they understand it's more important for you have the freedom to talk about those things and you know you probably write a line you know you know you don't I I know for myself I always I'm like you know I want to I want to share myself but there's some stuff that's not mine to share you know and yes for other family members. And I, I, I try to be respectful of that, but if it's coming down to like one of a, co- a comic I came up with, who's awesome. His name's Ben Roy. He said something to me once <clears throat> that was to the effect of like, once you stop caring what your family thinks of, of what your set is, or those people in your life that you're censoring for, you'll be a 10 times better comic right away. Yeah. You're going to start really talking about you want to talk about. And yeah coming up and thinking I had to be like a certain kind of comic and my family loved coming to the shows at comedy works and doing, you know, it was like the second I got over that, like I had a joke about my period that my aunt was like, I didn't need to hear about that. It's like, <sighs> we'll get with it. Okay. Cause it's, it's literally time to talk about it all. You know, we don't yeah. talk about anything and we finally get to talk about stuff that's like interesting to us. And um, and overall, everyone's very supportive, but it's like they're supportive sometimes in their own limitations. Like mm-hmm. they all loved when I did improv, but uh, but when you start talking about orgasms, uh, I don't want to hear that. You know, like no, I, 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 my, I yeah, <laughs> my family looks at us like children still, and that's my other like sexual journey not that sounds disgusting but they they uh, see you know what I'm saying like I, I, you're still I, infantilized I, sort of thank you yeah I know and I, I've seen that with um so two things on this I've seen that with American parents that they se- seem to infantilize their children and again I'm basing this off my small sample size but a couple of uh friends over the years that I've met and I see the way their parents talk to them and it's completely different to the way now obviously I'm not talking about my upbringing with my mother because of course everything is different to that but with my dad or what I've seen my Irish friends and I do see there's a bit of a difference in Ireland you know it's like get a job at 16 get out of the house to a certain extent and the people I grew up with whereas here it's like we got you we're watching your comedy we support you you yeah. go <laughs> you can do anything I um, love your American mom voice <laughs> yeah yeah I, and I get and I, I and I understand that both sides of those parents though don't really necessarily want, want you talking about orgasms and periods but I, I think it's really important. So when I started, uh, I was trying to like do clean stuff. And they always said, don't be a dirty comedian. Don't be a hack female comedian who only talks about sex and periods and stuff. And I really stayed away from that. And my comedy only really got good when I stopped giving a fuck. And when I started the yeah. podcast with Des, because I didn't know. But when I was doing the podcast with Des, like what is funny about me is how much I don't know about sex or my own body. Me and Leland were reading like um, a sex education book for kids. <laughs> like it was crazy it was a UK one and I was like I was like that's where my stomach goes when I that's my uterus I had the the thing with uh, Irish women in Ireland is they just send you out into the woods when you get your period and they're like here's uh, they don't talk about it you have to figure it out all by your own sex sex isn't my my generation sex wasn't talked about and it's like so um oh I didn't get a sex talk at all I I didn't get a my mom coming and be like, you know, sex is about pleasure for a man and a woman. It was like, they were lucky that we were such goody two shoes that like none of us were having sex in high school, you know, and whatever reasons those were. But like, I never got those comments, probably because I was like, I don't even know how we would get the ball rolling. <laughs> like, but I've never had the talk, you know? Yeah. And I, you know, it's, and it's silly. It should be like anything. You should give everybody the tools and information and then it becomes less of a taboo and then they can it's like it, it's, it's like they send teens out into driving cars with no license and no lessons most teens are going to drive the car and crash it if you give them lessons and a license then they're more likely to be like oh okay so on this road we take a right so on this yeah. road we use a condom <laughs> yeah <laughs> and this over here that's the uterus <laughs> yeah or I can say no and consent and all of that stuff and respect myself and value myself or like STDs or periods and you're like oh how to use a book. tampon yeah, just, and you're reading the kids book and you're just like getting your mind blown I, know. I agree though I feel like I kind of missed out on some of that as well like I know the basics but like I didn't 
I fully coming into, you know, I had sex later. I lost my virginity at 25. I have, I have a whole bit about it. It's great. Everybody loves it. But like, I wasn't super desperate to like, I wasn't feeling, I still felt like I had a good life, you know, and I, I, you know, I was looking for romantic love and I dated a few people, but it never got to that stage. And, um, like my journey was, but I also didn't know a lot about sex at all. You know, I was really inexperienced getting into my first, um, intimate relationship, which is with the man I'm still with today. I've only been with one man. Um, and he's (laughs) so so stupid. He's taught me a lot, but I also like, (laughs) It was also just getting comfortable with my body and like letting go of the voices in my head of like what you're supposed to do during sex and how you're supposed to relax and like just by letting go and like enjoying the person and the partner. And I I was in my head about how inexperienced I was about, am I a bad kisser? Yes, probably. Um, Like all the stupid stuff that we overanalyze that get in our way of having like really good sex and really good intimate relations it took me a still still this day I'm still like breaking it down um it's just crazy how we build these limit I mean you know we give ourselves these limitations on how we can enjoy and be around it and I just was I was talking to Kevin the other day I was joking around I was watching a, a show last night we were he was on a show I came and watched some sets and everyone was great fun show um someone was doing a bit about like I kind of miss this like the 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 hating men feminism like like every not I I loved everybody on the show but there was a few comics in a row that were like women that were like I hate men I hate men and I I just never I've had to, I just ne- that's never been my thing but they also had like all these really pointed feminist point of views which are great but I was like didn't learn about a lot of feminist stuff until like after college, like I, where everyone got really political in college. I think I just got like extra chill, you know, I I don't know. Like I I just didn't learn like, like a lot of people I didn't know. Kevin's taught me about like the majority of like feminist. This is so embarrassing, but like I'm admitting it, like I'm a bad feminist, but I also like, wasn't getting that information in my college courses and I wasn't getting it. And like, yeah. I took like, you know, I, I took like sociology, like sexual, uh, sexuality in the 1900s or whatever, but like nothing taught you about like, there's just so many people who are so well, more well-versed in the, the dialogue. And yeah. I just am not that person. Does that make sense to you? No, Sorry, well, and a lot a of, a... no, a lot of Irish women, what you're saying will relate to that. Cause I think when we come here, we're like, oh shit, that's sexist. Had no idea. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then secondly, everything you're feeling and like the way that you're talking about it now on the podcast is so great for anybody listening to that and that's why it's important to have these conversations like how like you felt like insecure or nervous or you had to figure it out and it's great that you met someone and you could do that journey with and it's amazing that he you know like and he shouldn't any nice guy should be like yeah that's cool like because uh I'm a prude compared to Leland but Leland's from a different generation Leland's from a generation where they don't believe where they where they're more brought up believing sexuality is a spectrum which is great and I I do actually believe as well but I only heard about that recently I'm I'm right there like I I'm not like a boomer I feel like I'm like a thousand years old but like yeah like I came up whereas you know gay and um lesbian and that was like okay we're we're getting the ball rolling on that like we get it and I learned about like this like the sexuality scale and all this stuff but some people like you said he's from is, is he a little bit younger than you like he's um, oh he's five years younger than me and he would say because I said Gen to him Z? is he Gen Z I've no learning I about sex on TikTok maybe but I because I've said to him like you're not straight and he because he was talking about his fantasies and he talked about it on the podcast and stuff and he has like he's very open that he would mind one day like having a threesome with two guys and me but the stuff that he said he would like to explore I was like oh I just to me that doesn't seem like so you're and in my head I was characterizing it like straight bisexual and he was like no well no no one's 100% straight and I was like um okay and I do agree with that to a certain extent and he's saying like if you fantasize and he was like a lot of women fantasize about being with women and I was like that's true and he was like I just think it's a spectrum and I don't think there's like he was like I want to be with you and be with a woman but you know I'm not saying that that 
that before you that door was never closed oh, totally that, and like i i get that but that's like still like a new concept to me too like 25 saying that like, i know and that's a very mature that? and think about like our parents and our uncles and our dads being like that's not even close like they were they didn't even have to google what that meant you know like in the <laughs> 70s they just were like well we're all at this bar right now let's make this let's make this pop off but yeah. That's like a very mature 25 year old. I don't think. Oh, tw- I'm 26. Sorry. And he's turning 27. So he's turning 27 this month, but yes, 20, 26. But, but uh, yeah, I think we, we, we are like a little behind them in certain yes. regards, unless you're somebody who like, really, and I think I keep, and I'm like, I, I'm super, I, I, I think I'm like as straight as they come. And I, and I do totally believe that sexuality is on a spectrum. Um, but I think I'm just on the straighter side of things. There's like one friend of mine that I'm like, you are maybe the sexiest woman I've ever met. And if I were ever to like get drunk or in that, wherever in that, that she'd probably be the only person. Cause I'm yeah. like, I've been drunk and I'm like, you're beautiful. There's something <laughs> about you that's got a sexy vibe, but I'm like pretty, st- I mean, I, I've, you know, I, I don't know if you did this, cause this is the kind of person I was as a teen. I was like, you know, when you start learning about sexuality and like what it means to be heterosexual, homosexual, the differences, or you're starting to feel things, hormones raging. I like remember sitting down and being like, am I gay? Am I gay? Am I gay? And I'm like, am I look at a girl? Am I gay? Or are we friends? Like, I, you know, like, <laughs> you know, when you know, you know, like there's a, there's definite feelings there. So I, I, I would say like, cause I would have always been like, oh yeah, no, I'm straight. Um, but I've made out with a friend back home a bunch of times when I was drunk and I definitely got turned on. And I'm sure if I had been older, I would have explored that more. And she's a girl. So it's like, oh, by definition, then that's not straight. But I would never consider myself bisexual because I've never I wouldn't want to disrespect bisexuals because I've never dated a girl. And it's like so great that we can be whatever we want but I also think the labels are too confusing and it's like just be and do and because you could change your mind you could be like I'm just into girls or next month I feel like we kind of box ourselves in a little bit like it's nice we have the language and the option now and it's but I also think like let people uh be what they are and I feel like bisexuals sometimes get a bit of hate as well because people are like well what are you really and it's like no they're just they just let them be leave them alone <laughs> those, bis- those bisexual those rascals those bisexuals they uh yeah they get a lot they get a lot of hate uh you know god bless them if they see I just uh, like it's I think it's a gift that you can be sexually attracted to both all sorts of people. Um, I'm definitely like, for me, it's like personality attraction. I love people's personalities. Like if someone's got a great spirit and vibe, I love being around that. But I like, for me, women are beautiful and amazing, but I see them as, I don't see them in that romantic you see them way, as like you a know? sister yeah, yeah yeah I see them as sisters and friends and I which think which is great too which it's is totally great is. and I respect you no know, but like I and I respect everybody but that's why I can't ever like I had a friend try to kiss me once and I said no I'm not interested thank you though I was upset I was just like I had just gotten broken up with and um <laughs> I think she just wanted to make me happy but I was like also that's not like what I was looking for in that moment either, but it's just, I, I probably, who knows? And maybe I haven't explored it. Now I'm like going to talk myself into being bisexual. I know. I stop. I'm, just kidding. I'm like, we're all gay. Why we're am I okay. <laughs> but yeah, cause that's this problem. That's the problem too. Sometimes I find with like, uh, too much choice. I'm very indecisive. Like I hate, I hate diners for that. Like God. there's too many. Um, Choices. so yeah, I love like being in a monogamous relationship, not having to go to a bar and like, on like I would go to bars and I would look around and even if it's just men I'd be like who could I potentially kiss who could I get to know and that was taking up so much of my brain space that I just love all of that being away and the thought oh, of yeah. touching me is like but you know what I wanted to say to circle back so a lot to do with like you you know you you were saying uh that you hadn't talked about it and then you kind of like had to maybe struggled a little bit with like sex and get into it and I think because it was a taboo because people weren't talking about it like if people were talking about it we'd be more comfortable with our bodies because we're like oh you know because it's like you 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 feel you would get in trouble if you posted a bikini pic or that people yeah. would judge or you. like 
How or could you like be comfortable I'd... then having sex yeah. with your body? It's and I don't think I ever got shamed, shamed like growing up. Cause I'm trying to think like, I was always pretty supported and stuff, but like, there just, there just was like certain things you didn't do. And I think that was a big part of it was like, your sexuality wasn't something like celebrated or like female sexuality was not even like, it sounds stupid. Like it wasn't prioritized in my house, but, but it's like, that's not like something that was, some people have parents that are open about that stuff and mine just aren't. And, um, and even my sisters who I'm really, really close with, um, they, we don't talk about sex stuff at all. We don't like, that's just not our relationship and I'm a hundred percent okay with it. They're a hundred percent okay with it. Um, also they've known my fiance partner for 10 years. He is like their brother. It it is not something they want to know about. Like this is not, and it just wasn't talked about. So I, I, and I wonder, cause like part of me feels like Cause even my part, my partner's like, post a, post a thirsty pic, get in there. And part of me is like, why can't I bring myself to do it? Like, what, yeah. why is it? But, I, but part of me doesn't want to do it, but then I feel compelled to do it as like a sign of, I can do this too, you know, but then will I spiral? I, I also don't like sharing. I don't, I get scared of being the, the comments or the negative attention, which is so stupid because as a comic now too, everything's online, everything's being watched. People are oh, commenting you get on everything. So night. many negative comments. Like I, I wake up every day to a negative comment. You know, for every 10 great comments, there's gonna be one psycho who's like, you know, like with my TikTok, I majority majority of my videos are about like being an immigrant, being Irish, dating. Yeah, yeah. Like the the hot topics, you know, get the them clean, out there. The clean stuff. And I put up my I had um my very one of my first jokes that I love and I've like developed over the years um is one of the first TikToks I put up there that got viral and it's pinned so I really wanted to push into getting extra I really wanted to make it to uh because I've like my goal this year was to get to a hundred thousand so I was like you know what I'm gonna redo that that joke with my new tags and get it on like the crisp uh make video. it look good yeah yeah so I did that and it, it took off again which was great but then some guy wrote underneath and there's like ugh, so many ridiculous comments on her and so many great comments but he was like typical woman only doing material about uh la- typical lazy female comedian just doing material about uh sex and I just couldn't help myself but I wrote back and I was like you're the one being lazy because if you checked my page none of my jokes are about You'll sex see on this all page. of my jokes I, and I have so much material about sex, but I like to keep that for a potential album. And because I don't want my brothers and sisters, there's a few videos that have gone out. Yeah, they're, they're younger. Yeah. yeah. And, and I want to get that. that in my arsenal for when I'm like planning like my album I want to do in the future, which God knows when, if that's going to be in a year or two or two months. Whatever. I, I get it though. But you know, your bits that you're like, I'm, yeah, that I'm, I'm kind of holstering. Yeah. Yeah. And so I, and it was funny because last week I got a comment from a guy going, yeah, yeah, we get it. You're Irish. And it's like, Jesus, you can't do anything. Like, you can also saying, just like not follow me, you know, or not yeah. stop by and say it's, I mean, that's never going to stop people. Yeah. And it's fine. all those things but what was it you said um you said oh talking about sex you've never really talked about sex um with your family oh here's the thing I wanted to say like I do understand though why certain families are protective over women because it's it's their way of protecting women because they don't want to send you out into a world where they know that there's a lot of unsafe men so sometimes to shame you and scare you away from sex is a way to protect you so that you don't go off with strangers mm-hmm. like or so that you don't get pregnant or so you don't get an std and i think that's a big catholic shaming into not doing stuff like oh or and it's superstition oh if you put your shoes on the table that's bad luck and it's like no just they're dirty shoes you don't want them on the table i don't know why we're yeah. but i think if we and then there's other families that are maybe t- very open but I think if it's just more like hey this is it like you don't have to necessarily f- celebrate female uh sexuality but it could be like protect yourself there is dangers um, yeah I, I like never got any like it's so I don't I feel like my parents were just like Jesus take the wheel you know like <laughs> Jesus, we we like they were just like lucky that none of us I don't know like caused any trouble but like they never they weren't they didn't they weren't overly strict they were like they were like get psyched if like I was like 
a freak about grades till I was like a junior in high school. And I got like a C in chemistry. And my dad was like, that's amazing. And my mom was like, that's great. You know, like they never like shame me. And they're always super like, they were, you know, pretty on top of it with most stuff, but like, they just didn't talk about any of that stuff. Yeah. And it's uncomfortable for them too. And that's why I think maybe if it should fall on the schools that I think people should reinforce it more in the schools, like, Hey, this is it. You know, this is sex. This is female pleasure. This is where you're, this is period stuff. This is how you use a tampon. Um, like a whole proper self sexual education. And also like, there are these risks. Like if you are going to be in a nightclub, uh, you know, like, uh, and it's awful that we have to teach women this, but I think if, if it's in a class where there's men and women, okay, so mixed class, because then the guys can like see like, oh, this is, you know, someone I know, oh, that, that this is a, a risk. Like if you're at a nightclub, don't leave your drink down. And it's annoying yeah. that, that we have to say that, but like, let's just give people, so like all of the things, I I want to write like a sex health ed safety. <laughs> like and, everything and, that you've learned through the years that you're like, yeah. this would have been helpful to know back back in the day. And have the boys and girls in one room and tell the boys as well, like, hey, if you're rejected, um, like always ask for consent, no matter what. And women don't shame them for doing that either. Don't be like, oh, just like, you know, like you have proper fucking conversations and then yeah, secondly, be- teach guys to handle rejection well, because I think when booze is involved, they can get a bit aggressive or forceful. And oh, that might yeah. not even be their actual like they just haven't. They're just so like if if you I f- again, going with the plane, alcohol can really really change a person you know especially in those situations but again going with the plane theory so like the theory of the plane is that if you listen to the air hostess or the air stewardess before i get fucking cancelled um uh, that your your chance of survival goes up because you've listened so if you tell these teens like hey when you get drunk you might be more likely to be aggressive or forceful like don't do that because these are the consequences then all of a sudden when that happens in that situation they're gonna think of the consequences go okay i don't want that like Mm -hmm. because right now they're all just flying blind and then the other thing you were saying oh to circle back to or even like with periods, I guess, actually, I'll circle back to the other thing in a minute. But with periods, like they didn't tell us anything back home. And it was like, I know I've been like struggling a bit with PMS. And my one of my friends, uh, you know, Carmen Legala, she's so great. Mm-hmm. We're always like yep, dropping amazing. Names. Go follow Carmen. So Carmen Legala, <laughs> hilarious comedian. She's so great. And I talked to her about it because Sam suggested talking to her. And I was like, this isn't having happened. This hasn't happened to me before. But the last few months and getting older, I feel like I'm really struggling with like, irritability and like super heavy period yeah oh it's just awful and then um and like I'm physically getting sick every month as well and that's the only thing like being a woman and like you know when you're younger a guy will be like well I got hit in the balls and you're like and yeah it's just not even the equivalent but she had gone on birth control and she said that really helped but I really am reluctant to go on birth control because when I had been on it before it made me like very emotional but then I spoke to my therapist and she was like just let's try the natural route, try primrose oil. And I still got sick this month. Like I get ulcers in my mouth and I get like a sore throat and I get like mm-hmm. um, really bad cramps and then like really irritable. Like I really want to stab Leland. Um, and that's who, you know, I don't want to be on a murder documentary for the wrong reasons. I want to be the murder. Yeah, come on, get my priorities um, right. Cause you didn't take enough primrose. But um, I, I started taking it this month. And so like a month up into my period, I still got ulcers and I, but I didn't get cramps and I didn't feel irritated at all. Like I felt emotional and I like, cried at the comedy club. Cause someone said something that annoyed me, but like, whatever, he's never going to give unsolicited advice to a woman again. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> that was like my power I didn't even know but uh but but like but other than that like only one day of crying and I didn't I wasn't annoyed with Leland all I felt really rational and reasonable and um the oldest thing is annoying and I was run down but I mean that's just one month of this primrose oil now I'm like what is this magical bean (laughs) this magical organic my therapist is a witch I know that's a good tip I've never I'm gonna tell that to my sister because I mean, I, I don't get my period anymore. I got an IUD eight years ago. And one of the side effects of it is you rarely get like an actual period. I think I go through very mild PMS symptoms every month. And sometimes I'll have some like 
spotting for those out there listening. Um, <laughs> but I haven't had my, it's been great, but I also can't like when I'm in a funky mood on like the 20th, 21st, 23rd of the month, I'm always like, is it my body going through like the most mild period ever kind of thing? Like it still gets you, but like I used to get like the kind where like so heavy cramps, nausea, nausea is a huge, awful one, headache, migraine, all you want to do is sleep. I mean, honestly, periods have not gotten the, um, the, the gravitas of how much they really fuck up your month ever, you know? And I think now we're all again, talking about it for so long, women aren't allowed to talk about their pleasure or their, their pain points of being a woman and having, having to bleed and your brain go crazy once a month. Like, uh, I like it for me. I know it's not for everybody. Um, but like my sister, I was like, you should get one. You'd like it. Like I'm on a low hormone one. It like regulates. I'm not like, doesn't change my mood or anything like that. And, um, she's like really creeped out about not having a period. I'm like, yeah, but you hate your period. So it's like, yeah, you don't have it anymore. And I took, I took birth control when I was 23. I wasn't even sexually active. It's because my skin wasn't good. And, and I think that is what brought out my, um, my lupus that gave me my, my, um, I think it brought out my lupus because the hormone change was so drastic. And sometimes people's lupus comes out during puberty, pregnancy, or menopause, anytime your hormones like take a big shift. So I started, yes. And within two weeks I was like fully sick. So birth control is a trip. Like when you're supposed to put that in our bodies and then you got to, I knew a girl that her whole personality, whenever she was on birth control, like she destroyed friendships. She like lost people in her life because she became so mean. It was just not like working with her. She got off and she felt a million times better, but like we don't it's just so much are you on birth control now have you tried any or no no I'm not on it because I was on the one for my skin as well and it was such a high dosage that yeah my my skin was great for four years apparently (laughs) apparently you're not meant to be on it for more than six months once I went off it my acne came back with a vicious snarl and it's gone now but then uh, my tits like grew so big that it was like a weird drastic reduction afterwards then um I was I cried a lot and I feel like I was in a relationship when I went like when I went off it I don't know if I just was turned off him in general with maturing but it was like around the same time I went off the pill that I was not attracted to him anymore and I met him on the pill so I think it changes it's hormone it changes everything it's so crazy so I'd rather stay off it and I've spoken to Leland about it a lot and like in fairness to him he's like and I also get UT, like I write your very sensitive vagina. So I get like a lot of UTIs and um, oh he, was like, he was like, honestly, it's fine. If it's, if it's going to affect you that much, it's like, I'm happy using condoms. So great. Um, but uh, yeah, so for now, maybe one day I'll do that. But oh, I know what I was going to say. I was worried about not getting periods either. But you know, um, Janelle Draper, Oh my god! I totally forgot to listen to her voice message. Shit! I'm gonna write that down because I'm gonna look for that. <laughs> oh my god! Oops. Um, so hard to do everything. But her sister is a gynecologist, and her sister said that people shouldn't be worried about getting uh IUDs and having a period because the history of women—they were pregnant seven, eight times, where you wouldn't be getting periods for seven, eight years. So this is um the time in history when women aren't having as much babies. So in the history of the span of women they were going five six seven years without a period yeah yeah. so she said it's totally fine it's grand and i was like oh i never even thought about yeah but they were just straight up pregnant nonstop for 10 years (laughs) and we just get to like do it raw dog style Mm -hmm. that's what we say to each other every night we say let's do it raw dog style let's not do a raw dog let's not do it because of my sensitive vagina (laughs) let's keep it clean Wait, wait, where can everybody follow you? And please go follow her because A, you're supporting Irish people. And even if you're (laughs) not Irish, just support a woman. You're so nice. I'm like, I consider myself more of a Coloradoan. Uh, No, uh, (laughs) we're a Coloradoan. I will take my Irish heritage proudly (laughs) if if I can share that. Uh, Yeah, you can find me on Instagram at Mara Wiles. And I just started a new biweekly show called Big Personality with Mary Martin. It's uh, the first and third Tuesday of every month at Casa Maya in Bushwick. 
very Mary's intimate great. space. Mary is great. We'll get you and Leland on maybe the okay. power couple travel down. Yeah, um, that'd be great. Yeah, and but we'll, follow me on Instagram if you if you liked me today. Please. And me and Lindsay will get you on <laughs> transplants again. Oh my god, please! Yes, yeah, text me, me afterwards there. and let me know your May avails because we don't have a shows for April. Okay, sounds good. Okay, so May Friday <laughs> bells. Also, okay, so are you going to start a TikTok? If you start a TikTok, will it be Mara Wiles? No, I'm gonna. I'm go- and if I start a TikTok, it's at Mara Wiles. I don't feel like there's another Mara Wiles, but if it updates, I'll let Katie know, and then she'll share it. Yeah, and I'll put um, all your info in the bio. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello HelloFresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.